Welcome to another edition of Player One here on Zin, the only good gaming show on this planet. Name one, we're better than them. I am Connor, joined alongside by my good pals, Eleni, Dem, Hugo, and Bianca. We've got got a good portion of the crew here. It's exciting, a full house. And you know what? If you've got a full house and you want to listen to some cracking audio, Go check us out in the podcast realm at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Omni, all those great places. Now, I want to let you guys in on something really special here. Um, If they're not a podcast platform that has Player One, then they're not a good podcast platform. Um, Same with the socials. We're on the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the TikToks at Player One Sin. Same thing. Is there a social media platform that doesn't have us? Well, guess what? They're not a good social media platform. And we've got a lot of stuff to go through. Um, I did not know this, but apparently the new Avatar movie is coming out. What? It's got a title? When was there an Avatar 2? We're going to find that out. And as well, just some fun little things, some WWE news. Oh, yay. 2K22 just came out. What else could they be on about? And now we've got some tasty, tasty news for you all. Lots of interesting things happening in the gaming and pop culture world. First off, lots of EA news. Um, They have recently announced that they are making another Lord of the Rings game. So exciting, except for the fact that uh, it is simply going to be a free-to-play mobile game, but Still exciting. It's the first Lord of the Rings game from EA since 2006, and they have created some banging games. So good to see them getting back into the Lord of the Rings scene. Um, And now more on EA, something we'll be touching on a bit later, is that FIFA and EA have officially severed ties and will no longer be working in partnership on more soccer slash football video games. But as I said, more on that later. Uh, The first trailer for the long-awaited Avatar movie sequel has finally dropped. Um, Not to be confused with Avatar The Last Airbender. This is the one that focuses on the blue peeps. Um, And this film will be called Avatar The Way of Water, which is also confusing for Airbender fans, anywho. Um, But it'll be released in December of this year. So very exciting for anyone who's a fan of the original movie. Um, Moving on, you know, I feel like folks lately, collectibles just keep spoiling gaming news, movie news, TV news, and this is something we'll be delving into a bit later, but a recent Mass Effect 4 collectible listing has potentially revealed the return of a major character from the original trilogy, so stay tuned for that one. Uh, Now, an eSports League of Legends-focused mockumentary called Players will be making its way to Paramount Plus on June 16th, which is very exciting. We love some gaming content, a bit of a spotlight on eSports, which is very groovy. Uh, now, Sims 4 developer Maxis have announced that players will soon be able to customize their pronouns. Uh, while the exact date of this update hasn't been announced, they've stated that it'll be happening sometime this year. So that's lovely, lovely to see for anyone who's a fan of The Sims 4. So I had a peek, guys, and it looks like it's The Sims actual, like The Sims, the Sims you make, their pronouns. So it would be uh, completely customizable. There's even a drop down for custom um, sim pronouns. So instead of saying whatever it is that is like 
he, him, she, her, uh, they, them in, in Simlish. I don't know if that's Shadubi, Lahuhu, I don't know what it is, but it will be whatever you want it to be. It does not have to be what it is pre-programmed to be. How exciting. Sorry, Lenny, take it away. No, that is very exciting. Um, and I guess some more serious, interesting news coming out of the gaming world. Uh, a new report from Outlet The Information has stated that the US Federal Trade Commission, FTC, is in the middle of an in-depth investigation into Sony's acquisition of Bungie, which is something that was also reported on when Microsoft acquired Activision Blizzard. So just lots of big purchases going on and lots of investigating going on as to whether it's okay. Um, and speaking of Activision Blizzard, uh, they have, you know, been in the news lately. We've covered this a lot, you know, looking at the way they, they treat their staff, sexual harassment allegations, and recently sort of this push for unionization, something that they haven't really been a fan of. Um, and this has really been revealed um, in a recent article. Um, reportedly, Activision Blizzard has been sending out anti-union emails as a way to discourage Raven Software QA employees from voting for unionization ahead of the ongoing elections deadline of May 20th. So this is horrible to see given we've seen, you know, Activision Blizzard backflip on, you know, this stance of wanting to support their employees, wanting to support safer workplaces, whereas this gives out the complete opposite messaging. Uh, I guess the, the good thing of this is that it is being reported on. So hopefully, you know, this isn't as serious as what it sounds because this is a horrible thing to hear because unionization is so important. And hopefully this doesn't stop those employees and workers from getting what they need to support themselves and protect themselves. Um, moving on though, uh, a new wave of gaming restrictions in China has been announced this past week. These restrictions have been reportedly um, focusing on monitoring how underage gamers consume and interact with streamers and the streaming community. Now, we have, of course, reported on China's restrictions. Um, this would specifically look at things like capping underage people watching streamers from 10 p.m. onwards, things like making donations and stuff like that. It's all going to be monitored, apparently, um, but definitely some, some interesting reports coming out of there. Uh, Dark Souls Trilogy PC servers are being actively worked on, according to an email received by Reddit user RelevantHeart1751 that was reported on by PC Gamer. Uh, this update on the situation comes after heavy frustration from fans given the servers have been down since January. So hopefully they are actually actively working on this problem because lots of people are quite upset. Um, hopefully it gets resolved as as soon as possible. Uh, moving on to PlayStation news, PlayStation is reportedly investing $300 million into existing first-party studios. Uh, they've come out and said that they are doing this as a way to aim to grow the game business by strengthening their first-party software and developing that software on multiple platforms. So whether that means PC releases, I guess we'll find out soon, but good to see them, them backing their, their studio. is very exciting. And lastly, some final tidbit of EA news. Uh, they've revealed that they're not working on one, not two, not three, but four games for 2023. Um, and these include a major IP, a sports game, a new partner title, and a remake. So we'll leave you all listening in to ponder what those could be. Exciting times. Um, but speaking of games that are coming out within the week, Dem, what are our new releases? Well, indeed, I don't know if these are a major IP, a sports game, a new partner title, or a remake. In fact, I don't know much about any of them. 
but I'm here to tell you about them. So let's get into it. We have um, Umurangi Generation for Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One coming out May 17. Deliver Us the Moon for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S and uh, on for May 19. And then on May 19 again, we have Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch and PC. And then for May 20, we have Dolman for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One and PC. Anyways, you're listening to Player One again, uh, shockingly enough. And we are going to be Fair talking warning. about in this It's going to be an interesting show. <laughs> we'll give you that much warning. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Anyways, this we are going to be talking about what games we've been playing recently and uh, what we're excited for in the future. So um, does anyone want to kick kick us off? or I'm, I'm Zelda! Slam's desk. <laughs> wow, Switch Zelda? Switch desk over. The new Zelda wow. game that we'll never get. I don't know. We said, we said this a few times. We've heard well, yeah. very little. I don't know. Are you, are you a fan, Hugo? Well, I've actually just started playing Breath of the Wild. Oh, um, are we liking? Um, yeah, yeah, I've been liking it. Um, not gonna lie, I've been playing a lot more Battlefield than that, but um, because <laughs> my little brother likes to play Breath of the Wild as well, so we've kind of been trading places. Um, but yeah, I can see why it's like literally the highest, you know, most popular Zelda game of all time. Um, yeah, I just can't really fault it on many things. Like you know, the thing is, right. Metal Gear Solid 5 is one of my favorite games of all time. Gotcha. And I find myself comparing it a lot to Breath of the Wild and Breath of the Wild to it because they only came like a few years apart or like one or two years apart or something like that. I think Metal Gear Solid 5 was 2015, I think. And then Breath of the Wild was 17. I'm fairly sure. Yes. Um, And um, there are just so many like, there are so many similarities, but also differences. And I just, you know... Makes me appreciate both games even more. But yeah, is there really anything you're looking like forward that. to, Demi? Oh well, like I'm, ke- I'm pretty keen on uh, on seeing where they take us with this new title. I've done my mm. big rant and rave uh, in a previous uh, episode of Player One where I talked about where are they going with this wild, dark world and all of this stuff that looks incredibly, incredibly skyward sorty but with a mm. dark twist. Um, but yeah, I have no idea where it's going. I'm really keen on it. I'm really excited for it. Hopefully, it'll be good. Hopefully, it'll be out soon so I can stop sitting here being like, when am I going to get it? Um, but yeah, no. Uh, Connor, what were you looking at? Um, well, I've been, I actually have had a chance to play quite a few recent releases. So I'll start with uh, Lego Star Wars and the Skywalker Saga, which has, I haven't played a Lego game in quite some time, but I'm glad I went out of my way to get this because it is legitimately um, a ton of fun, especially going through, you know, my, my own time with Star Wars, like through the the first two trilogies but um and it was my first exposure to the most recent trilogy which I still haven't watched to this very day but it was all right I enjoyed it there's a lot to do a lot of collectibles um the only downside is once you reach the end of the game it is going to get quite tedious after a while where you just sort of be like yeah I'm just going to blitz through it um but another game that I've been playing which was a fairly new release about a couple of months ago um Ghostwire Tokyo um, done by the same folks who did the Evil Within and Evil Within 2. Um, good game. There are definitely some issues that I have on it, and I will actually I'm I'm going to complete as much as as much of the game as possible so that I can dive into it in much further detail in its own separate thing. So 
yeah, keep an eye out for that when that eventually comes out. Um, but in terms of games that aren't new, um, I've recently recently been replaying Subnautica because I love Subnautica. It's one of my favorite games ever. I haven't, uh, I'm early days, I haven't gone too far out. I haven't encountered a Reaper Leviathan. So pray that I don't and die in the game. So huzzah. Um, Bianca, what have you been playing? So I've really been playing three things in whatever free time I've managed to find. Um, for myself, I think the two ones that stand out are uh, I went back through and played through Sonic Generations again. Wonderful game. It really still stands up. The 2D sections, admittedly, don't. Uh, the 3D sections are fantastic. They still look gorgeous, and the, um, the level design in them is still incredible. Um, one that I've been playing that I thought, you know what, I've got some time. I'm going to play something random from Game Pass that caught my interest. It's um, Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. Yes! Is the name of the game. yes! I love this game. so good. It's the, so good. It's amazing. Oh, my God. Genuinely, if you want just a fun little puzzle-style romp, very Zelda-esque without the, you know, real worry of dying or having any sort of difficulty, play this because it's, it's such a relaxing um, little romp and there's nothing better than like getting to a certain point and seeing a joke and going, oh, I get that one. Or doing the whole like, oh, for God's sake. Um, and the other one I tried off um, Game Pass was Bug Snacks. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can't. Oh, it's okay. I, I, is it like I a really luck like situation or what? What? How does it go? So the way I can describe it is it's... Weirdly enough, it's Pokemon Legends Arceus, but before Pokemon Legends Arceus, just catching things is just not as fun. Oh, and they're bugs, not Pokemans. Yeah, and well, they're huge. Well, they're food, but they're, they're yeah, bugs food bugs. Yeah, and some of them true. aren't even bugs. There's a crab. A crab? That's amazing. Um, and for things I am excited for, I'd say it's never going to come at this point. But let's say a Hollow Knight Silk song. That might appear. Well, that might appear eventually. Well, Jacob. World Direct. Sorry. It won't. It's I feel big, like if we Microsoft say it enough now. times on the show, then it'll happen. It's like, going to happen. Like player if one happen, it, it manifesting That's true. I think we should start forming a cult of something for series that haven't had like a good game in a long time. Like Duke Nukem, when was the last time it had an actually decent game, you know? Like, uh, just get Duke, gr- Duke, 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 you know? I feel like the world's Light grown candles. up from Duke Nukem. Let's not encourage Connor to celebrate games that haven't had a good game. There's one True. in the background yeah, right yeah, now. Oh, oh that is, thank you very much, Bianca, for, for noticing. <laughs> no, we, we don't need to mention that that title or else Connor will be talking for the next couple hours. And listeners, I don't, you don't want to hear that, but... um. <laughs> For me, all I've been really playing is um is some some Switch Sports. Uh, something we'll be Yay. discussing. We're gonna do a separate little podcast tidbit comparing Switch Sports to Wii Sports. Uh, but I've been loving it. Uh, volleyball is without a doubt my favorite favorite um I guess mini game in Switch Sports. It's so good. Um, uh, the online component is so much fun. So I've been loving being able to play the game and not having to like wrangle my sister and force her into play it's great to play against some some online folks so that's been lovely uh great great time so tune in for that little comparison we'll have up in the coming weeks uh but for now oh just my excitement levels have gone through the roof lately anyone who's tuned in to play one before probably knows how much i love mass effect 
talk about it all the time. And now I have even more exciting news on the series to to discuss. So um, you know, Mass Effect 5 is well and truly into development. You know, we've reported on, you know, job ads going up to work on the game and the like. Uh, but a little tidbit of merch has has been leaked and a description for said merch may have teased the potential return of, you know, the most iconic character in the original trilogy, Commander Shepard themselves. Now, this has been reported and it has been taken down, but originally sort of the description for a Mass Effect 5 poster was detailed um, as the following. It said the threat of the Reapers might have ended, might have been ended, but at great cost, including Earth itself. While the survivors are left to pick up the pieces, fans are left wondering what's next. Now, this originally had Commander Shepard and survivors, but that was omitted later on. So big, big things, big things coming up here. Um, big leaks. Love big, that. Big leaks. Obviously, you know, it has been teased that this game game will take place after the events of the trilogy. You know, the the little um, announcement trailer hinted at uh, a sari that clearly looks like Liara to Sony. Uh, but, you know, it's a tricky one, folks. I love the original trilogy, but anyone who's played it would know that the game ended with multiple endings, all of which were controversial. But the, the big issue there is that most of those endings um, led to Commander Shepard's death. And there's only- yeah, I was I was gonna say like, isn't Commander Shepard like long dead at this point? Like, even in the DLC ending, it was like, yeah, no, Commander Shepard's dead. Well, the the one ending that kind of hints at their survival is the destroy ending with the DLC, which ends with sort of the rubble of of the crucible, and then you see sort of the N seven dog tags, and then a chest breathing in, which does you know imply that Commander Shepard lives. But I guess this is the tricky thing with RPGs and multiple endings because. I guess if Shepard's alive, that means that the canon ending is the destroy ending, which really kind of then, I guess, makes a mockery of of that choice. And everyone hated the Mass Effect three ending, anyways. Oh, like, that was so, I I hated. Like I I enjoyed I enjoyed Mass Effect three when I played it, but yeah, hated the ending. As what? Well, wait, hold up a second. So so technically, now I'm I could be dumb here, but technically, so Mass Effect Andromeda is Mass Effect four. Well, no, because Mass Effect Andromeda is sort of led to be a standalone game. The issue here at okay. the moment is people don't know if this is Mass Effect 5 or Mass Effect 4. There's been no real sort of, I guess, uh, okay. official announcement on the name. People are calling it Mass Effect 5, but then others are just calling it Mass Effect 4 because it does seem to be a continuation of the Shepard story, but many were led to believe that it would be sort of the the survivors uh, taking on the mantle. I guess the other issue with that is, of course, depending on the choices you make in Mass Effect 3, you could either have your whole crew survive or none of them survive. You could have different characters in the crew. So it's such a tricky thing because I so badly want to see a continuation of Shepard's story. I would love to see the likes of Garrus and Liara and Tali back, but I don't know how they can do all that and continue the choices people made in Mass Effect 3. I feel like, you know, that's the the problem with having games that have multiple endings. It's like, how could they possibly have a continuation of, of that game? And what would it even be? I mean, the Reaper threat was so huge. Like, in terms of threats across the trilogy, I think it's one of the, the best we've ever seen in terms of stakes, in, st- in terms of how they built up the story. So 
it'd be really hard to see how they they moved on from there. It would almost be like the Citadel DLC in that it would just kind of be like a fluffy little continuation. Um, but yeah, do we think that this leak is real? Like, do we think that Shepard actually will come back? Purposeful, completely to build you up. Look at you talking about it right now. You're so ready for this to be true, aren't you though? Come on, tell me you are. Oh, I don't even, I like saw the, when I saw like the headline, I like shut my laptop immediately. Cause I was like, I can't even entertain yeah. the thought. Um, I mean, it's hard because I remember Connor and I did a little tidbit when, um, the remaster for the trilogy got announced. Yeah, we, I remember we, get, that. we gave our thoughts on, you know, what it would look like. I remember Connor very much so disagreeing with me when I said, I think that they'll do a complete gameplay overhaul of the first game. But look, I was right. So hopefully my positive energy manifesting here will lead to <laughs> Commander <laughs> Shepard coming back. I can t- continue my romance with Liara Tassoni because I love them. They're my favorite. We all want Fem Shep. We all want Jennifer Hale. She has, you know, said that she would love to return to the character. Um, obviously, one of the best sort of voice acting work I can think of as late is her as female shepherd. So I don't know. It's it almost feels too good to be true. That's the thing. But maybe after the, you know, the the disappointment of Andromeda, it would probably be the correct, I guess, direction for the series to go in, given how beloved the original trilogy and its characters are. I don't know. I don't know. Connor, are you gonna are you gonna entertain my excitement or do you think I I will entertain your excitement, but I think as well from my end, I need to because I will definitely play this if it if we do get a Mass Effect 5, I need to reacquaint myself with the Mass Effect series. I need to get back into it. I mean, as you should. I mean, it's on Game Pass at the moment. So it is. Um, Everything's like the, the whole trilo- the actual remastered trilogy is on Game Pass in one full package. So go for it. Or if you want janky ass controls of the first one, you can download that one too and play it. It's true. There is something just beautiful about like flying across planets in the Mako in the first game because it is basically broken. Uh but, you know, any Mass Effect fans, let us know on the socials if you think Commander Shepard will make an appearance. Do you think the game will be a continuation? How's it going to even work? But you know what? You, you say you want more, sir? Here is more. We're talking about the Video Game Hall of Fame, 2022's inductees. And, oh, boy, a lot of these I'm looking at and going, how aren't they inducted already? Dem, what, what are we looking at here? What games are being inducted into this official Hall of Fame? Well, this official Hall of Fame is actually for the Museum uh, of National Play. And I will get it right this time when I say it properly. The Strong Na- National Museum of Play, which is based in Rochester, New York, in the United States. We are getting some absolute bangers into this collection, guys. It is Miss Pac-Man. Dance Dance, Revolution, The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Should have been there from the beginning, but let's be frank. Sid Mia's Civilization. And that is all. Those are those are the new inductees for 2022. And it is a fantastic bunch of games. Joining the ranks of, I believe. I've got their list right here if you want me You've to. You've got it in front of you? Yeah. I'm just seeing the ones that they bought, which was uh, Beat even, which was Assassin's Creed, Candy Crush, Saga, mm. Minesweeper, NBA Jam, Parappa the Rapper, Resident Evil, Rogue, and Words Words with Friends. I'm really glad that they beat Words <laughs> with Friends, if I'm honest. But anyway, what, what, was, what were the other inductees from previous so, years? Those uh, going in with the likes of some real juggernauts like uh, John Madden Football. Can't, can't forget John Madden Football. Uh, it's also going up against Microsoft Solitaire, 
you know that's that's a that's a household name you know it comes with the with the with the god the 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 whole you said a no-no there (laughs) with the microsoft computer also comes along with bejeweled can't forget bejeweled king's quest you know Oh, King's oh, Quest. Some, some okay, yeah. Absolute, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Also, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Okay, you know, okay. It's only, I'll, it's only I'll, household I'll, I'll names agree with that one. That no, one's I, I do agree with that one. I, I do have a healthy amount of respect. No. No, in all seriousness, it's going up with uh, the likes of Street Fighter 2, Halo Combat Evolved, okay. Pong, fair, fair, the original fair. Batman, okay. Doom, um, Tetris, Super Mario Bros., the original Space Invaders, The Sims... And the OG Legend of Zelda, just to name a few. Like, there's some absolute, like, absolutely huge names here that they're being finally inducted to. I'm surprised that some are there, and I'm surprised that a lot aren't, to well, be honest. Well, 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 give, give um, me two that you're surprised that are there. John Madden's football. John Madden football, in all fairness, was huge back in the day. Uh, I don't know. Games. I think the, the only, like, well. selling part of that the was Sims actually surprises me Madden. before Sid Meier, um, DDR. Or uh, Ocarina of Time. I'm going to speak for a lot of people who didn't like action games when they were growing up. The Sims was a little holy grail. Oh of, yeah, of, I've got of... I've got no no qualms with that being there. Um, I think that um, it's well deserved because it kind of, you know, it was the first in its genre pretty much. Um, but genre. yeah, I I think that the the games that have been uh, inducted are well deserving of the uh, of the places. Um, I do think because they've already got the original Pac-Man there, I don't really think that Miss Pac-Man is uh, essential. You know, I, th- I think that it was kind of a DLC add-on just, just, just to keep uh, some of the fans ha- happy. People who have played Miss Pac-Man, I often, like, compared the two, often say that they are quite different games and Miss Pac-Man is the better of the two. Because oh, really? Just live, wow. Like, just some, just some uh, gameplay subtle. changes. Very, very I, guess, I guess it's kind of playable. like how Street Fighter 2 is compared considered like far better than Street Fighter 1, you know? Indeed. Eleni, what have you got to say, babe? Well, I I was just going to say, I think that's an interesting point because I wonder, you know, something like The Legend of Zelda, for example, it's an iconic gaming franchise, you know, people could argue that almost every entry in that series could end up in this Hall of Fame at some point. Um, I see, I see Bianca shaking, pulling a face at me, but in the sense of like, you know, something like, I guess, any Mario games, all of them have got such a historic legacy. Uh, and as we mentioned, a lot of these games are, are older. So I just wonder, and I pose it to all of you, what games that have been released recently do you think will eventually end up here? I mean, the one that comes to mind straight away for me is something like The Last of Us, you know, no doubt with time that'll end up in the Hall of Fame. Maybe something like Horizon Zero Dawn. I mean, I'm a big Mass Effect fan, things like that. Bioshock, I could see ending up eventually with time, depending on if they if they hold up. Uh what about you, Bianca? Any games you can think of in recent years that you could see eventually getting inducted in the years to come? So for myself, I'm looking at these games and I'm seeing games that did revolutionise or did change something within the gaming sphere. Um, and I hear you said specifically Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't think that would get in simply because Breath of the Wild is right there as well. Um, and whether or not uh, you prefer whichever, Breath of the Wild did do better um, in sales. As well, I think if you're going to go for a game that's newer, um, another one that might actually be able to squeeze its way in um, would be uh, Forza, just because it did bring um, a new like, breath of life, whether that will Gran Turismo, um, into the, this uh, Hall of Fame just for racing games as well. But 
it's hard to say with newer games because revolutionizing the genres doesn't happen very often. Hugo? I do have like three that I think should be added there because I think that they kind of revolutionized the genre, but also kind of popularized it and is a flat is when you think of that genre, you think of the, that game, you know, I was thinking more like call of duty, modern warfare one, because that is seen as like one of the big ones, if not modern warfare two um, portal, you know, I, I fully expect portal to be there mm. half life, you know, like, or even one of the metal gear solids, the games that have even created new genres of games, you know, um, but yeah, that's just like, while I do think that the list that they've got is good, I've got no doubt that the um, it takes a long time to, you know, judge everything. So I'm but sure in, they'll get there with time. In saying that, I, I think the it's only been really kept, this Hall of Flames, since 2018. So there's many more games to come in, many more games to, uh, to build upon this incredible hall. If you guys want to check it out, it's called the Strong National Museum of Play. You can check out their full Hall of Fame on their website. You can go visit them if you like in Rochester, New York. I've heard good things about Rochester, New York. It's a good vibe. Hi, I'm Mike Pollock, the voice of Dr. Eggman. You're listening to Player One on Sin. But you probably already knew that. Now, Eleni and Bianca, all three of us are wrestling fans. And if there's one thing that wrestling goes well with, it's video games. Yay! And what we also love is investor conferences. Yay! Yay, rich people! Um, But in all seriousness, during one of these investor conferences, the one of the McMahon family members, Stephanie McMahon, had been talking about other opportunities in media, te- in media, um, oppor- well, other media opportunities for the WWE, which also talked about the uh, success and critical reception to WWE 2K22. Um, but one thing that was mentioned, and it wasn't really touched on too much, it was just like a brief, oh yeah, this is something we're working on is a brand new RPG game. Um, now, when I think WWE and RPG, my immediate thought is, oh, just like one of those other mobile games. No, see, I'm really, really keen for this. I think, um, you know, WWE 2K22 was a really enjoyable wrestling game. We've spoken about it on the show. I wrote a review for it, and I really loved sort of the return to form. I think, you know, having that year off was so important for them to sort of regroup, reassess and make a more polished game. So they're definitely coming off the the back of a lot of success. Um, I guess one thing that's great is that they're very aware of the fact that their fans, their fans of the show um, enjoy gaming. Stephanie McMahon did sort of talk about the importance of gaming and she went on and said that gaming is a priority for WWE to reach out to reach our next gen audience with over 80% of WWE's audience self-identifying as gamers. So it's good that they're aware that so much of their fan base like playing the video games, because obviously that's where most of the sales will probably come from. Uh, And I guess for me personally, one thing I've always loved about uh, uh, wrestling video games is sort of the, the, the storyline modes or, you know, the, the, character creator modes where you can you know develop a character give them a style create a persona and then go through sort of a brand work your way up so i would love to see like a fully fledged committed 
wrestling RPG that sort of takes this specific mode and just runs with it. I think it would be so much fun. You know, even like all of some of the older wrestling games where you could like, you know, strike up romance with the other wrestlers. Like, I think it would be so much fun to fully like commit to those elements and just like roll with it. I think people would love it. I know I would. What What are your thoughts, Bianca? What would What would you want to see from a wrestling RPG? I would like to see it not release. Um, that I know that sounds super harsh and super Ooh, cynical. I hear okay, you. um, you know, Risk. one of the one of the pillars of this uh, show tends to be positivity. So, um, let's let's try and well, try and keep it on that side. Positivity. It might be that this doesn't feel like the right genre for a wrestling game. A wrestling game feels like it should be a, a hack and slash beat em up style game, an arcade style game. That's why WWE 2K22 was so successful is it went back to really going into that route of it's more arcadey, it's more easy to pick up and play. Whereas I hear the word RPGs uh, and I'm thinking, okay, is this a JRPG? If it's a JRPG, that's going to be real funky. Um, and I don't know how that's going to work. And if it's an RPG, isn't the story mode already an RPG? Practically. The, it feels super loose to me and it feels like they're going for a JRPG. And unless they're getting Square Enix to cross over with WWE in, uh, you know, <laughs> Final Fantasy 16, um, where you get to play as Roman Reigns, um, like it doesn't sound interesting to me just because it's not a genre that I feel really works. And like, it's going to be, I feel like it's just not going to work for it. WWE games are good to pick up, play for an hour, put down. Not pick up, get invested in a 400-hour game like a JRPG and then get somewhere. They're not going to be able to write a story like that. They can barely write two weeks of story on television. I mean, that's a very fair shout, actually. That is a very, very good upsetting call. But I just think, yeah, I mean, maybe it's more of a personal preference, but I've always loved the sort of character creator elements of these games. And I think like a fully fledged RPG would be awesome. Like they already tease it when they do the story play, the story modes, you know, in, in 2K22, you know, you could play heel, you could play face, you could switch in between. I think it would be like a really, really fun experience. I could see myself investing hours upon hours, especially if it was polished and yeah, maybe they would have to hire separate writers, not the ones who actually work on the, on the brands, get some external writers in and it might be a bit better. But yeah, I don't know, Connor. What do you? What are your final thoughts before we wrap up? Now, purely, purely just to make um, to 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 grind Bianca's gears, I want to see like a Final Fantasy style JRPG in a, and every battle takes place in a ring, and purely just every, the idea 80% I have of is the enemies are just jobbers. Yes, exactly right. Uh, but as well, I just picture Sephiroth hitting someone with a pile driver. That's all I want in this world. Square Enix and WWE, please give that to me. Listen, EA and FIFA, they're going through a bit of a split right now because you know what? EA, they're being like, you know what? You're asking for way too much money for us. We're just going to make our own football game without your license. Now, I do think that this is quite interesting in that when EA does go on this venture, I believe that they've actually, they're going to be changing to name, the name to EA Football Club, I think. Yeah, um, I can see here that it's EA Sports FC they're going to be changing yeah, the name okay. to. 
I thought that I thought, yeah, I thought it was like football club instead of just FC, but no, that makes more sense. Um, but I'm interested to see whether the FIFA name itself was more of a money draw compared to EA's self-titled version of this game. Well, it is interesting. It it is an interesting one as well. I reckon it it would definitely have a massive effect, like a mass effect. Uh, Like Bianca says, I think it'll definitely have its, its, its moments and its effects. But I do hear from a lot of people that a lot of the time it's mostly about which songs play in the game. Sometimes it's about the players that play in the game and the team. So it could be a massive change to the series. I mean, speaking on that specifically, EA has announced uh, and said that they that and I quote, our unique licensing portfolio of more than nineteen thousand plus players, seven hundred plus teams, and one thousand plus stadiums and thirty leagues uh, that we've continued to invest in for decades will still be there uniquely in EA Sports FC. That includes exclusive partnerships with Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, Serie A and the MLS. I could have butchered a lot of those. I apologize if I did, but that's a lot of players. That's a lot of teams. No kidding. Yeah. I feel like maybe the one that's losing out here isn't FIFA, isn't EA. It's actually FIFA. Well, exactly. Because the actual half, half the reason why they want to keep it or why they ask for more money is because, well, FIFA every year is a massive cash cow for both organizations and all of this is basically about money. Like, that's all it is. It's billionaires just being like, well, no, I'm not going to give you more money for wanting to use our net or wanting to use your name. So we're just going to make our own thing and get billions of dollars off of that. It's just billionaires in a money fight. The thing is, though, it's, it's a simple matter of EA is going to walk out of this um, and be more successful, even if FIFA yeah. goes to another company. There's going to be its own legal battle and whether or not they should call it a FIFA again. Because that just Which itself, right. that that has been, I believe that's been floated around. I do believe FIFA were shopping the name. Now, my first thought was, I wonder if Konami will pick that up. <laughs> I Ooh, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised to see 2K. Yeah, yeah, that's actually, a that, that seems like a very likely option into, if that were to happen. Although, I'll be honest, I don't want another um, cash-grabby FIFA-style FC microtransactions for uh, a game in the market. Um, uh, well, well, Bianca, when you mentioned 2K and, and when I mentioned Konami, that's exactly what's going to happen. Oh, I am very much aware. <laughs> it's it's going to happen regardless. It, it's a shame because like, people love the franchise. They really do love the franchise outside of all of the um, the microtransactions and everything bad we could say about it. They love the representation um, of all the different players. They love the gameplay. They love the online. They adore this. Um, and this is going to change the series. It will change it, definitely. Um, how much would that change is it? We don't really know. Will that change? You know, the music, Dem said before, that the music is a huge part of why people play it. And I, I can say from my own experience playing sports games, but I'm going to include the WWE games in this one. And Connor, you could probably say the same thing. A lot of the music that you hear in those games will stick with you for years or help build your music taste as a child. Um, And maybe a lot of bigger stars are just going to go, well, no, I don't know what EA Sports FC is, but I know what FIFA is. Mm -hmm. See, this is the thing. That name has power. And that name has the power for people to go in and buy the next one every year because they have that assurance. 
And I think that's something to really look for in the future when it comes to these titles. Of course, the next talking point is neither bad nor not good. Here is some talk about Nintendo's quarterly um, earnings and how well they've been doing because they've actually released the first quarter for uh, 2022 and well, it's, it's interesting. It's definitely not what I expected in a lot of places. Connor, why don't you delve into this a little bit for us? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to go basic here to start off with. Um, the, the, more, the now up-to-date numbers for the Switch of 107.65 million units. Now, to put that in perspective, that has well surpassed the Wii, which was at 101.63 million units. And next up on the on its list of takeover, um, it's the Game Boy um, at 118.69 million units. So yeah, this is kind of cool. This is nice. The, the Switch is continuing to sell well, obviously, through the holiday season and early into the year. They would have done pretty well. Um, but as well, it, it's... It's just it's looking good for Nintendo, but as well, there is some negatives to look at. Uh, Switch production is like taking a little bit of a dip um, due to some outside circumstances. Um, so it so, so potentially their projections may not be as high as potentially what they would have expected um, due to the shortage, but still looks pretty promising. I'm I'm hoping by the end of the year that they actually do surpass the Game Boy. What do you think, Bianca? I mean, you look at their um, what they're expecting, their um, estimated forecast for what they're selling, because as an idea, um, this fiscal year already, um, the Switch has sold 23,000 units um, in hardware, and they're expecting it to sell another 21 units. If it does that, it will surpass the Game Boy, and it will be in a reaching arms of outselling the DS, um, which is incredible. So it's definitely... <laughs> Like, this is arguably Nintendo's most successful system ever. Yes, and it could continue it, it, to sell it's, after. It's that. literally, um, it's literally passed the Wii, so it's uh, it's on there. Sorry, look, we know that the big contender is the Wii U. Okay, nothing will ever come oh. close to that. Okay, like sorry, oh, yeah, yeah, those, those, those thirteen thousand units. Excuse me. Yeah, those the, thirteen the, million units. The Virtual Boy. Come on, guys. Oh. oh. The, the real OG here. 750,000 units, I think. <laughs> in in, in this, the, the statistics and the graphs I've got in front of me, the Virtual Boy is not included once. That's how bad no. it sold. Um, <laughs> and, of course, and of course, with the best-selling game being the Kevin Costner classic Waterworld. Um, but as well with every financial report, um, we get an updated list of the top 10 best-selling Switch games. And I have all of them here with the numbers coming in at number 10, Ring Fit Adventure with 14.9 million units. Holy crap, Ring Fit has sold that much. Like just as like a nice, like a basic, well, not a basic, but as an exercise game. Damn, that's, that's really impressive. I think um, we said coming this last in, time about Ring Fit, but imagine if they didn't have shortages on everything Ring Fit. Exactly. Well, this game wanted to sell a lot more than it did. In fairness, that shortage only lasted for a few months. That was a short time. But um, coming up next, po uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee at 14.53 million units. Um, I don't know why these games are selling as best as they, like as high as they are. I don't They're understand remakes Pokemon. They're the first generation of Pokemon. That's why. Oh, there are 40-year-olds okay. that go, I remember playing Red and Blue. 
and that's where they stopped playing Pokemon and they saw the same generation. They went, oh, they, they thought about me again. Ah, okay. Well, coming up after that, I'm sure people will have nostalgia for this one. Uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl at 14.65 million units. Um, you know, this was, this was actually my first full-fledged Pokemon, Shining Pearl. And you know what? I know why I don't like Pokemon. Uh, going Coming up next, we have a Super Mario Party at 17.78 million units. Um, quite impressive, actually. Like the, I think I, I think this might be the highest selling Mario Party game as a By whole, actually. Far. As an idea, yeah. The closest to it is Mario Party DS at nine, uh, nine million. Dang. So this is almost doubling any other Mario Party. That, that's freaking impressive. Um, and coming up after that, Super Mario Odyssey at twenty three point five million units. Um, no shock there. It's Super Mario Odyssey, like just a fantastic experience. Go check it out. Um, next up after that, this will continue to make me laugh. Um, Pokemon Sword and Shield at 24.27 million units. Uh, to all the people who thought that this game was going to be crap because they didn't like the graphics, <laughs> I hope they bought it because it's yeah, 24.27 it? I know, right? All those people that boycott it, yeah, well done. Well done. Um, next up, coming at number three, um, well, actually, no, number four, actually. I'm surprised this is fourth. Um, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild at 26.55 million units. Um, I think this might be the best-selling Zelda game ever made. Yes, um, it is. There we go. And then coming up at number three, um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate at 28.17 million units. Um, and then coming at number two, Animal Crossing New Horizons at 38.64 million units. And no surprise here, topping, topping off, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe at 45.33 million units. Um, nothing will beat Mario Kart 8 Deluxe at this point. Honestly, no. There's, there's no way anything touches Mario Kart except for another Mario Kart, and they'd need to leave that on the market for the same amount of time. So nearly 10 years. In fact, 10 well, years, because we know this game will last until the end of 20, uh, 2023. I know. As well. I, th and I think we've truly gotten to the point where Animal Crossing will never get close because there was a few times in particular where Animal Crossing looked like it was going to itch out Mario Kart 8 as like the number one spot. But no, Mario Kart is still holding strong. Especially not with the DLC still coming out. Like all that yeah. needs is an announcement of another fan favorite track and people are going to start flocking to it again. Uh, Coconut Mall brought people back. Uh, um, I, I, I did. I was very happy to play Coconut Mall. I was surprised it took that long to, for them to add it. To be honest, um, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't guarantee Mario Kart 8 Deluxe's spot there. I think that race with Ryan has a real contender no. in that position there. Oh, for my personal taste, Crash Team Racing Nitro Field should have been a top spot there. But hi, I'm Elmza, and you're listening to Player One on Sin. And 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 we're talking about the most underrated and overrated video game consoles guys where are we at connor can you give me the 411 on this one uh yeah well i'm gonna give you my 411 um the most when underrated oh of course the most underrated console straight up the psp even though it sold like 80 million units um, cool, actually no one talks about the psp as much as i do like there was some fantastic games on the psp but on top of that 
it was an amazing PS1 player. So you could play all like your, your Crash Bandicoots, your Crash Team Racings, maybe, maybe on a good day, your Bubsy 3Ds, um, if it was available to download. But like, there was actually really good stuff. Daxter with his own little adventure on the PSP. It was the debut of my favorite puzzle game that isn't Tetris, Lumens. Um, that that within itself is a huge win for me because Lumens is an underrated classic that no one talks about and everybody should play. I rec- I would I would believe that everyone would be hooked on that. Um, on top of that. It was a near PS2 quality console on the go, which was a first of its kind compared to the DS at the time, which couldn't handle triangles when you look at bloody, uh, look at Mario Kart, while Luigi's elbows look like they're can openers. Um, but as well, you know, it's just, it was such a cool console. Like, I, I think it was like the coolest thing when I was a kid, but overrated. Um, I'm going to say, uh, you know what? I'm going to say it. Xbox 360 is overrated. Interesting. Really. Because um, I I wasn't going to say that, but I was actually going to say that I think the original Xbox is very underrated because I think, you know, yeah. ev- everyone hails the 360 and obviously the 360 is amazing. But, you know, I think people don't really give the original Xbox enough credit for sort of pioneering what the 360 became. I mean, the original Xbox introduced Xbox Live. You know, you look at how that revolutionized online gaming obviously you know we got combat evolved released on the original xbox which has now become you know one of the the biggest franchises ever revolutionized first person shooters so i think you know it it might have been a a short-lived console but i don't think people give it enough love in terms of how it really set the foundations for you know the the future of xbox everyone you know always talks about the original playstation which as they should but I feel like the the poor classic Xbox doesn't get enough credit um, in terms of things that I think may be a bit overrated. Um, I'm going to be honest and I'm going to say that I think <laughs> this is going to be a bit controversial. I think the, I think the PS4 is a bit overrated. Um, yeah, I, agree. I, I, I can I can somewhat Oof. agree with that. Thank I you. can somewhat agree Because I think the reason it's so beloved is because, you know, the flip side is that Microsoft dropped the ball on the Xbox One. And so I think Absolutely. that the success of the PS4, I think for me, had less to do with how good that was, but more the, I guess, disappointment of the Xbox One. I think that's the, the big reason why people love the PS4. And so I think that, you know, it's obviously great. It had some great exclusives, but I, I just don't think it's, you know, as as fantastic as what as what some people might say but you know the classic xbox that's what i'll say is my most underrated what about you hugo when i was growing up uh the only console that i had until i went into year seven which was five years ago was a nintendo wii so i'm not really the best person to ask about this because i've only had three consoles now in my possession the wii the xbox one and now a Nintendo Switch that I've only had for about nine days. So I'm not really the best person to be talking about on this in terms of personal experience. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, I think that, yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a pass on this one, to be honest, because um, I don't think I can actually safely um, 
safely oh god safely. In, in, in in the re- realm of the video game world it, it really you is have a, a dangerous it, you game. can't review it exactly and it's dangerous but in saying that if i were to say the most overrated slash underrated consoles like i i would honestly say that like and this is probably because a lot of people i know haven't played it but a lot of people skipped the gamecube a lot of people skipped oh, the gamecube yeah. and i genuinely believe it's because it was it just didn't have a lot of the the broader range of titles that people were looking for, whereas the PS2 had everything. There weren't as many. Uh, it, they did what they did with the Wii U. Nintendo did with the with the GameCube. They kept it niche. They kept it high quality, and then they realized that they couldn't sell that. So then they did the Wii and open sourced it, and it went ham, and they couldn't control it. And that's why we have the Wii U situation that we did. So I feel like the the game the GameCube was underrated for it's just sheer quality and greatness and just vibes but also i think it's it's overrated at times because like some of those titles we talk about how great it is but there's only a handful of truly amazing titles on there i mean i i I agree with that i agree with that wholeheartedly to sit on a fence and be useless about it that's where i'm at (laughs) i disagree and i disagree solely because for me, the overrated console, for me, and the Sega fans look away, I'm going to say that oh, the overrated no. console is the Dreamcast. Oh, my the, God. But, like, it, it kind of it fell did. over, didn't it? It fell over, it, but people look back at it as a cult classic, wonderful. If you yeah, played it, it, you loved it. Had it had three games it was, on it. <laughs> you turn the system on, and it's going to explode. It genuinely sounds like it will. You could Con- sneeze and the, ruin the laser on it. <laughs> exactly. And um, the, the controller itself, it's got the all the problems with the original uh, Duke xbox controller and a terrible <laughs> cord placement and it's short and the games on I, i'm looking at the games here so, uh, half of them went to the gamecube and were better ported over there absolutely um, and the ones that didn't uh, were the other big you know exclusive titles like sega bass fishing it oh. was a boring console and it failed because it was terrible i'm sorry but I'm gonna say the GameCube fantastic because I mean it got all those titles. It got the best of a dead t- dead system. It was just as powerful as the PlayStation Two in so many ways. Now, um, here on Player One, we always love to hear about uh, ports of video games going onto different consoles or, you know, just being upgraded in general. And uh, this one's a bit of a spicy article. It's relating to how Gotham Knights has been cancelled. For going on to PS4 and Xbox One at pretty much the last minute. Um, thoughts, exclamations, queries, go, shoot. <laughs> oh, Red flags, boy. alarm bells. Oh no. Oh no. This game looks really bad. The gameplay does not look good. It looks oh, very it's so floaty. Together, beat em up. It feels very cheap. Uh, it feels like it's going to be the Avengers, but DC's turn to do it. Um, but the, the thing that worries me the most about it is exactly that. They cancelled the Xbox, Xbox One and PS4 uh, versions of it in hopes, in theory, of avoiding the problem Cyberpunk had where it tried to release for multiple generations, and that was part of what killed Cyberpunk. I'm thinking they're seeing that, and they're trying to avoid that. As well, as much as people love the designs for these characters, like I, I dare you to have a look at the design for Jason Todd, um, in this game, and it's uh, a hoodie, looks... isn't it? It's a hoodie. Well, no, no, just just even out of the um, the uh, outfit, he looks like he's about to beat up Spider Man for some lunch money. He looks like everyone but 
Jason Todd. The designs for these games, yeah, they look cool, but the problem is, think of how many cool beat-em-up fighter games there are that don't play well. Well, yeah, this is, I feel like this is a classic video game situation where the, the game was first released in 2020, so, you know, two years ago now, um, got delayed, you know, which happens, of course, especially with COVID, it's not uncommon to hear that, but um, uh, publisher Warner Brothers came out and said that the reason they've scrapped the Xbox One and PS4 releases is to provide players with the best possible gameplay experience, which... You know, Dem, you you started this off by saying red flags. I think that in itself is a major red flag because for me, it just makes me think, is this game even like playable at the moment? How is it even running? Like I always worry when, you know, they're like, we're just going to release it on current gen. It's like, okay, that means that you're basically scrapping together a game that you've been working on since before 2020. So I just wonder, you know, how is it going to be on release? Do we anticipate a bit of a bug-filled mess? Dem, what are your thoughts on this? I'm currently watching the trailer as we're talking, um, and I'm not going to lie, some of it, it, I feel like because I'm watching it on mute, it's confusing me, but there's a lot of moments where I'm like, that that doesn't make a lot of sense in universe. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's confusing to me. Like, there's a lot of floaty movement. There's a lot of very strange sort of non non-impact kind of moments um i'm currently a bit about with the with the with the motorbikes which looks pretty interesting i do love the designs of the characters but i'm sitting here and i'm wondering is the reason we're porting them back when we're porting too far forward we're porting onto these new gen consoles because we're running we're running at such a frame rate or there's just so much happening and it doesn't need to happen on screen. It all doesn't need to be loaded in at once maybe, or, or maybe we're, we're walking with working with too many, too many things. Because to me, this looks like Spider-Man, Spider-Man video game from like what, three, four years ago, but it's dark out. So like, I don't know why we'd need the power of the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. Like, and that, what's this going to do to PC users? Like, what are they going to do? They, they can't run it on just like whatever they've got. They've got a, they've got a really upgrade. I think it's, I don't know if it was like a marketing move to be like, let's, let's hype this one up. Let's make everyone be like, yeah, this is going to be amazing next gen content. Or if this is a panic mode, this is an absolute panic mode. So uh, it must be a panic mode. It must yeah. be. You look at this game and genuinely things look out of place. They Obviously, they've had back and forth with writers that haven't worked. I dare you to go look at the backstory they've released for Batgirl. They've rewritten her. <laughs> no, why would you do that? Some really bad stuff about her. She's no longer uh, in a wheelchair. She just magically got up. That's not how that away. works. That's, that's, that's how she it works. She decided she'd had enough. She was out of here. She reminds me oh, of that boy. one Twitch streamer. If you know the one, you know the one. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> but um, obviously, no, there's that problem. There's the fact that uh, they gave Nightwing a fort Fortnite glider. Yeah, oh, I, I yeah. saw that. I saw that. And also another thing I want to add to that, Red Hood, when he's skipping from building to building. like on He's his, skipping, going, though, isn't he? Yeah. You know, it's just, just kind of la, 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 la. The, oh, my like God. And then when he pose. falls down, there's not even, like, speed lines as he's falling. It looks like he's just, like some sort of unreal engine for like sh stupid game that there's somebody's cranked out in 30 seconds and then they haven't even added like a falling animation it just looks like he's falling but there's no terminal velocity being added you know 
legit i get you and there's moments like, like that there are animation moments that are very confusing there's a moment with nightwing where he sort of puts his bat button behind his back and it sort of looks like he's going in for like a, you know like a bit of a flex moment you're like mm. but it's also like the dude is still like kicking around like i think you might need to like deal with him first before yeah, you start and doing your flexing and stuff as i'm watching this red hood is pumping mag after mag in his like automatic weapons into this into this guy oh my god and he's still just like he's still kicking he's still perfectly healthy don't we love they it look so tanky for just they've like... got the lightsaber problem don't they that lightsabers have to be sticks otherwise everyone's dead in seconds i know but like yeah i don't know I maybe you. give him different weapons then oh. but give him a nerf gun that'd be better right stun rounds gun. i don't know well, many build their build their fighting around the same way you did in i don't know the arkham knight series uh, a series that is lauded for its combat with actually very, very good combat. Personally, not the biggest fan of it, but the Spider-Man games took it and they did amazingly with it. You have four characters that are all very different and you couldn't make the fighting look interesting? I don't know. This this screams bad, bad, and bad. This is Grant Kirkhope and you're listening to Player One. You should be paying attention. Active listening, folks. Get active listening because we're about to go into our quiz where you'll actively need to be answering questions. Now, the way this works is I'll ask 10 questions. Now, if our contestants here can get the questions right, so they're buzzing with their names. If, uh, if I hear you, you get the chance to answer. If you answer correctly, you get a point. If not, too bad. You have to wait for other people to answer. And maybe, maybe if you're lucky, I might give you another chance. But without further ado, we're going to jump straight into the first question for this one. And you know what? It's a bit of a, it's a bit of an interesting question because it kind of gives the um, the theme of this quiz going. If you can guess the theme, I'll give you a point. So, what colours are the feathers on Aku Aku from Crash Bandicoot One? Damn, Connor. Damn. Wait, what was? Sorry, could you repeat that? What colours? are on the feathers of Aku Aku from Crash Bandicoot 1. Oh, come on. No. no, no I'm no. sorry. You can't say your name. And No, then... I'm thinking. Surely the system is that you say your name when you know the answer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm are we just going to slam each other? Or are we going to let me I answer do... the question? We had this, I do we had this Okay, okay. Calm, calm the duck down. Okay? <laughs> you guys don't have to come for me immediately as soon as I start yeah. the quiz. Well... <laughs> Deb, you're gonna hate me for this because um, I, I have know what the. It is. Okay, I was like, I have oh, the Aku Aku Funko. I've got the Aku Aku Funko Pop right near me. <laughs> oh no, Deb, please. <laughs> Bianca, you're not supposed to tell people what the questions are beforehand, okay? Hugo, how long have you been on this show? I am the executive producer and I, I don't veto care. that. Can I'm you gonna tell you right this question before we started. Um, Dem, I'm gonna push you for an answer. Yeah, sorry. Okay, everyone just needs to chill the duck out. I'm gonna say yellow, green, and blue. Thank you. And I've I've been royally attacked, and I know it's wrong, and I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I uh, I apologize. That is not yeah. the right color scheme. Yeah, Connor. Um, yeah. So uh, blue, yellow, red, and I'll guess I'll say it's a pink, but it's more of a purple. It is. Wait, a there purple. are four colors. Yes, yeah, there's four feathers on Crash One. Right? He has four colors. I believe it changes between games. It does. That's why I was specific. It's a bit oh. inconsistent. But you know what, Dem? Here's a chance for you to redeem yourself. One I think you'll actually get. How many Pokemon games are named after a color? Uh, Lenny, can I? I don't have an answer, but can I guess the Eleni? theme? Is are they all color related? 
the theme is colors. That's a point. Oh, yeah, uh, I was like, nice. yeah, yeah, that sounds was, right. Yeah, I was thinking about it. All right, Dem, now you can take first. over with the Pokemon Dem, answer. Yeah. Dem. <laughs> I, said, I, I did say my name, but I don't think anyone heard it. Um, there's red, there's blue, uh, there's green, there is yellow, there's crystal, which isn't a color, there's silver. Would you count silver as a color and gold? As, as for this, I am counting gold and silver because the theme of them is still colors. Gold and silver. All right. All right. Gold and silver. Uh, let me see now. Then we also have crystal. I said that one before. Um, we have diamond, pearl, platinum. Let's leave those ones alone. Unless you're counting platinum. I don't see that as a color. No, I wouldn't see that as a color either, but I think it was worth the guess. Um, and then we had black, white. Are we counting those? Are they, you're, okay, um, you're the I, artist here. I so, want uh, well, they're shades. Colors. They're shades. <laughs> but also we use them in colours. So, you know, <sighs> I'm going to go black and white. Black and white too. So that's 10 now. Um, and then we've also got violet and scarlet. So that's 12. Ding, ding, ding. <sighs> Correct. Beautiful. Nice. Uh, that one scared me because the black and white part of it was what I was scared people would look oh. away from. Hugo, you're the only one on the board without a point, but you might get this one. Oh, boo! How huh? many ultimate? Oh, sorry, how many alternate outfits do characters have in Super Smash Bros. Ulti uh, ultimate? Oh Hugo. my! So, wait! Oh wow! So each oh, character, wow. how much does each character have? Okay, oh, that makes more sense. Hugo, I'm going Hugo. to go with six. No. Oh. Uh, Connor. Connor. I'm going to go eight. Yes, it is eight. It is built really? around the eight-player smash mode. Oh, oh okay. that makes sense. Okay. That makes sense, yeah. And this one might go to Connor again just because it was a PSP game. Um, oh. In Danganronpa, what color oh, okay. is the blood? Damn. Um, oh, okay, damn. Connor. Oh, damn, you'll get this one. No, is it green? Oh, God. Oh, uh, I'm going to okay, I'm gonna give Connor, if Connor can get the... It's, it's pink, isn't it? It is pink. Oh. You were yeah. close, and I was going to be a little you iffy. You and, and I was that. like, what? Um, what also, the... Dem, I just want to say just quickly, we just need some pause. Um, if you buzz in, you don't get to just pick every colour. Yeah, You're like, purple, green, go. red, well, orange. Yeah. Like, no, I'm sorry. I'm only saying the first one is the answer. The second thing I'm saying is because I'm questioning myself because um, Bianca made a noise, and I was like, no, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I can also not do the quiz tonight if we're not... Like, yeah. I don't mean to like be like breaking the rules no, or anything. No, it's okay. No, no, you're they all good. They call me the a underminer from the Incredibles because uh, I'm undermining her Bianca, position. I've actually nice. never played any of the Duncan yeah, Rafa games, but I have watched the anime. Ah, oh, it's a good anime too. I it's to pretty well, good. One last question before we go into our next song, though, and this one is something we were actually talking about a little bit earlier. So it's the GameCube. The GameCube released in three colors. What were they? Hugo. Connor? Hugo. Blue. I know that one. Um, then I'm going to have to go for a wild guess here. I'm going to say green and... Okay, let's look around my room. <laughs> whips, out, whips out all of the GameCubes. Yeah, yeah, give me a moment. <laughs> whips, whips out his grandpa's GameCube. No. Um, yellow. I'm going to go with yellow. Probably isn't no. it. But... Damn. Dem. Orange, silver, and purple. No. Eleni. Oh. No, but it did release Eleni. in orange, silver, and purple. Uh, there was versions of them, yeah. Purple, silver, black? Purple, silver, black. The orange version came later. 
That oh. wasn't a release color. Oh, release. But, okay. But black is a shade. Oh, they established earlier that it was a color under my rulings. Okay. Uh, but of course, you asked me about silver. Oh, silver. I'm, I, I, I also established. I remember. I remember. I was just joking. Um, we are continuing with our quiz, and what a quiz it's been so far. Just a point update. Dem is on a solid one, Eleni on two, and Connor on three. This is still anyone's game to win. Hugo hasn't hit the board yet, but he could still take this. He could still very, very much take this. And we're going to go straight into our next question. And this one is built for a particular one person, but let's see how it goes. What is the subtitle of the newest Life is Strange game? Eleni. Oh, Connor. Oh. Eleni. Oh, you know him? Oh. True Colours. True Colours it is. Oh. That, oh, that, that NBN is uh, that NBN must be pretty dodgy because I was pretty loud and clear. So hey, was that happened there. to me on the first quiz as well, but you know, oh, boo-hoo. go home. Hey, this is still anyone's so game, sad. though. This is still anyone's game. <laughs> Question seven: In Minecraft, how do you create green dye? Hugo. Okay. Hugo. Yeah. Uh, you get cactus. Damn. I need more than that. <laughs> Damn. No, um, you, you dry cactus and then um fairly sure you get green dye, although you can but that's lime green dye, isn't it? Yeah, okay. all right. I'm gonna, I'll pass I'm gonna say no with that one, Dem. All right. You put cactus through well, I'm pretty sure you put cactus in the, the furnace. Ding ding ding, that's completely yeah. correct. Yeah, I mean, I said, I did say you dry it, but I didn't really explicitly say you put it in a furnace, so. Mm, I was going to give you that, but there is a drying mechanic in Minecraft, so. There unfortunately, is. Yes, there is. Sponge there is and help. Um, oh, of course. I forgot about both of those. <laughs> and you know what? Somehow there's two PSP questions on here. Um, Persona 3 and, sorry, Persona 3, 4 and 5 are represented by a particular colour each. What colour represents Persona 4? Hugo. Connor. Hugo. Fairly sure that was, um, I'm only, I'm only hazarding this guess because I saw it on my Steam recommended like once, okay? And my friend had a profile picture of that guy with the, with the red tie on Discord. What's, I, I don't even know who he is, but he looks kind of funny. Anyways, I'm going to, I'm going to hazard a guess with, uh, with, I'm, I'm trying to think of either green or grey. I'm going to go with green here. Steve. Incorrect. Connor. 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 Uh, yellow. It is yellow. Um, yeah. and with that, I believe Connor's won the quiz, but we have two more questions. Um, and those are, pretty simply, what colour is each shape on the PlayStation buttons? Eleni. Eleni. Yeah. Oh, okay, let me think. Um... Ah! You're you all terrible <laughs> people! You all <laughs> just came for me! And now you're like doing Demi, exactly what I did. I don't want to hear it, okay? Wait, I might, I might actually get this wrong. Pink. Let me think. Um, oh my green, God. blue, pink, orange? No. Connor. Okay, so green for triangle, um, pink for, actually no, uh, red for circle, um, yeah. blue for cross, Oi. and pink for square. It's purple for square, but I'll give it to you anyway. That's close it's enough. Pink. It's, it's pink. Well. pink. Okay. It's more pink. Excuse more me. Pink. No stress at all. So Connor, that's Connor's taking this home and he's walking away with it. Uh, but we have one last quiz question. Me again. And you know what? This question might not be in Connor's wheelhouse. Oh. I, want, I want you to name three canon, and the, the, that's why the trick here is canon Yoshi colors other than green. 
them. Hugo. Ooh. Yellow, pink, and I'm thinking of Yoshi's Woolly World. Yellow, pink, and I think it's like a tealy blue-ish color. Oh, I'll give that to you. It is light blue. I was yeah. going to say light blue. <laughs> so it is close. I will give you that one to you. The colors of Yoshi that are canon are green, red, blue, yellow, pink, light blue, purple, brown, black, white, orange, and magenta. And that's Gosh, it. there's a couple. So, so, so like every color. Every, yeah, yeah, every color. And, and all of them are in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I was going to well, say, yeah. Uh, that was the trick of it. If I said canon, it gets you thinking what might not be canon. It's true. You did yeah, have these yeah. there. But with that one, of course, Connor, you well and truly walked away with this. What can we expect next week from your scary looking quiz? Uh, I Bubsy themed PSP themed. I've... I've already put you through a Bubsy themed quiz already. Oh so my that, god, you did that? That uh, yes, I did. I did. I had eight questions all that. related to Bubsy, but I don't know. I need to figure that one out. But it'll be just as diabolical. Fair enough. I honestly. feel so sorry for you guys last week. Honestly. Hello, this is Howard Scott Warshaw. I created Yar's Revenge, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and the E.T. video games for Atari way back when. And I just want you to know that you are not only listening, but you are enjoying Player One on Sin. Go on, enjoy it. That's pretty much it um, for us tonight. Um, it was an absolute pleasure for the quiz. Thank you, Bianca. And uh, yeah, pretty interesting topics, but nothing that major going on. But um, regardless, you can find us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at player1sin, sin being spelt S-Y-N, all one word. Um, you can also find us on uh, YouTube and uh, Omni slash Alpha Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. They can definitely hit us up on the socials um, or, you know, if they even want to just chat about sin in general, they can head to sin.org.au. There are other great shows, of course. We're on there. You know, we mentioned Sunday Sweets and all the great music they have. You can check it out all there. Uh, you know, as Hugo said, we have great, great podcast content. Check it out. Interviews, just little little tidbits are all there. We've got Battle of the Brands up, other cool content coming up shortly. But, you know, Hugo said goodbye, but there are other people who want to say goodbye too. Bianca, what are your departing words? Well- you were saying there's so many things you could do at Sin and listen to in Sin. Why not get involved in those things? Do you want to be a part of the Battle of the Brands? Do you want to sit there and tell me that Pokemon is not as good as it really is and maybe use another niche franchise? Go ahead. This time, you do it, though. Check out Sin's recruiting because Sin is always looking for new people to join. That's the best way to get involved, and you can do whatever podcast you want, really, and you can join whatever show you want. There's plenty of lovely things to do. Maybe you'll win the next quiz. I'll see you there. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Dem, what would you like to say to our lovely listeners? I would absolutely adore it if you came on to our show and told Bianca exactly what's up about their favourite games. That would be absolutely spicy fresh, my guys. It's been a wonderful evening. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have been here and I hope you've all had a wonderful evening. Connor, what have you got to say? Um, WarioWare over Pokemon. Play once soon!